Welcome to the Reflective Teacher Podcast, brought to you by the Jewish United Fund of Chicago. I'm Martha Weil, and together with my real-life co-teacher and co-host, Lindsay Elliott, we're bringing you interviews with experts in early childhood education. We hope these stories will inspire you and give you that aha moment that we as teachers find so refreshing and clarifying. Over the course of this episode, we hope you'll reflect and make connections that will help you bring intention and motivation to your classroom each day. This month's episode is about those inevitable moments that we all have when you and a co-teacher or a colleague aren't quite on the same page. We're talking about difficult conversations. We decided that the best approach to difficult conversations would be to hear from teachers who spend countless hours working together on a daily basis. In the episode, we talked to two co-teaching teams who have had difficult conversations and who have grown tremendously from them. First, you'll hear from Rachel and Jordan, former co-teachers whose difficult conversations stemmed from lots of tiny little miscommunications. Then you'll hear from Jackie and Jenny, their current co-teachers that have learned the importance of constant communication and validation. We hope these interviews give you the insight on how to have your own difficult conversation when the time comes and how to build stronger relationships with the people around you each day. So now, without any further ado, here are Rachel and Jordan. Rachel, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Rachel's prepared. Can you just share a little bit about uh, your background and um, your any personal information you want to share, too? Um, prior to Bernardell, I taught oh, yeah. for two that. years um, in independent schools and then for six years in Chicago Public Schools in North Mondale. And then um, when I came to Bernardell, I taught for two years in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And then I had my first daughter in 2007. She's now going into seventh grade. And um, I moved down to a part-time position in junior kindergarten, and I was there for eight years. During that time, I had my second daughter, who is going into fourth grade. And when she started going to school full-time in kindergarten, I moved back up to kindergarten. So you really have and it. so it's been about I think it's been twenty years. Wow, that's of, awesome. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So twenty like years. It. And then you, yes. Rachel and Jordan, you two never, or you guys work together, but you do not currently. Correct. Right. We do not work together currently. Um, yeah. So I taught with Riva my first year back in kindergarten, and when she left for her maternity leave, Jordan took over, <laughs> and um, then Riva moved on to be the lower school head, and Jordan was hired to be my co-teacher the following year, and it was a match made in heaven, minus our difficult conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we worked together for two, two years. years, two full years plus the maternity leave. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Jordan, how about you share a little bit about your personal... The no- so um, I moved to Chicago to go to grad school. I have a master's in early childhood education. And while I was in school, I was working at a preschool downtown. And I taught there for seven years. Took a year off to nanny. And then I started working at Bernard's Al. I was the lower school intern. And then I took, like she said, Reva's maternity leave in kindergarten. And then I got hired... Um, to teach kindergarten. So I guess my total teaching has been about like nine years, um, both preschool and then kindergarten. And um, I left teaching to be with my daughter. Um, I had a baby in August of 2018. 
And the way I typically like to deal with conflict is I'm really not confrontational. Um, I have a hard time. Well, actually, I should say I used to have a hard time um, talking to people, but I've gotten better. And I actually do think like the thing that happened with Rachel and I kind of made it better for me, probably because the outcome was so like positive. beneficial. Po- mm-hmm. Yes, positive. Thank you. Like we, it really helped. It showed me kind of like to just tell people what's on your mind and um I would agree with that yeah Yeah. like just to let someone know because then it you know I think what happened with us and you can correct me was like we we had an amazing co-teaching relationship and I think as a society people like to dwell on the negative and like you know one little thing could bother you and then like if you don't say anything about it it like festers and builds up Mm -hmm. and I think like it would bubble 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 and like then we hit hit like maybe a breaking point and whereas if like the one little thing someone just said hey when you do that it kind of like irks me or gets on my nerves the person's like oh okay and I'll try not to do it anymore and I think like I it was maybe me probably I waited too long to say something and yeah but then it all worked out I think it's similar to how Jordan explained it. I think both of us, we talked about this in the beginning, we're both kind of people pleasers. We want everyone to like us and we don't mm-hmm. want to have that conflict because it's bringing up something negative. Um, I also agree that this helped me because I'm not used to having conflict and having these big discussions and then afterwards we, we both felt so good and it, I will say for the remainder of our time working together, we were able to kind of joke about some of the yeah. things. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. In my personal life, even growing up, my parents, and I do this with my girls, we have this, the whole, like, never go to bed angry kind of thing, and I never do with my husband, with my kids. It's just so, for me, it was a little different with Jordan, because I think for a while there, we both kind of sensed something, but we never really said we were upset, so, Mm. um, like she said, it kind of just bubbled up, and eventually we had to talk about it, but once it was brought up, we had to, we had to kind of talk it out because we can't go on feeling upset with each other or like having something that was bothering us so and I think we're also like her and I like the reason why we work so well together is because we're really similar Mm -hmm. and in that regard also like we're both really sensitive and like she said we're people pleasers like you know when someone like used to bother me like I wouldn't Like, someone said something mean about my daughter yesterday at the park. And, like, I didn't. I know. like And I, like, leave crying. And, like, I'm, like, I wish I said something mean to that. You know? Like, like, after the fact, I'm, like, oh, like, she's a You think about it after. So, I guess I haven't gotten so much better. But, like, (laughs) but those were people, like, I didn't know. But, like, I had something great with, like, my one of my girlfriends the other day. But, like, I think we're we're really sensitive, too. Like, during those conversations, like, we both, I think, got a little, like, teary-eyed and, like, only because it's hard for me to, like, talk about something like that. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, we're both sensitive, and um, it's hard for us, but once we started talking and the ball started rolling we started saying how we felt, it was it was really great. And cathartic. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to remember, we, we were, I think we were reading the book at the beginning of the year. We read the book, Difficult Conversations. One thing I remember from the book that was helpful and I don't think we were using all the parts of this while we were having our discussion but in hindsight is um like the idea of not making these big blanket statements about someone and like generalization so Mm. 
when we were having our discussion, I remember probably both of us saying things like, you always blah, 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 blah. And it feels like this like attack, attack. on your character mm-hmm. and you feel like, well, I can never make that better because that's who I am. As opposed mm-hmm. to, you know what? Sometimes you do this. So I've learned even just like in my outside life, not that I have that many conflicts on my day to day, but just, you know, like not to make those big statements that make someone feel like there's something wrong with mm-hmm. them and they can't fix it. And right? you brought that up, I remember, in the conversation. Oh, you actually, I guess I said. <laughs> you really you did, yes. because I remember, I think I said to you, I'm guilty of saying, like, I think I said, you always do this. And you were like strong enough in that moment to say, you're making this blanket statement right, and it's right. not something I always do. And she was right. Like, it, yep. it wasn't. I think it just felt bigger because mm-hmm. yeah. my lack of dealing with it. Wait, and can, like, can we get into what that big yes. thing was? Let's get into <laughs> it. Yes. And, and I know it's not, like, the biggest thing, but, like, these little conversations are so important and they really, like, I think, well, they help teaching teams grow. So mm-hmm, Totally. Like, even if you find that it's, like, a small little thing, it'll... And I think, too, like, I do think there's that thing of, like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, and I definitely don't want mine to be hurt, so I'm going to dance around this and dance around this. So, let's get into, like, what what happened. (laughs) So, how long were you teaching together before? Um, I believe this was our first full year together. You I know, know why? Because cool. the beginning of the year, we always had to eat lunch in the classroom because, oh, right. didn't okay. because of all the holidays, and it was there was a part of it that I'd do with the lunch cart. So yeah, it had to have been it had to have been early on, unless it was a Friday. So, um, I will say our first one. I took Reba's maternity leave, like that that half a year or whatever it was, was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, or I guess it wasn't. It was like three months, and then, um, yeah. So then we it must have been the beginning of the year. And I mean, explain, and then you could jump in if I'm remember, right. misremembering yeah. something. I think we would, you know, you'd eat lunch and then you'd go, we would have the kids like go over to the rug while like the teacher finished cleaning up the room. And I'm trying to be mindful of my word choices. It felt <laughs> like sometimes Rachel like would be at the rug first and I always got stuck bringing back the cart which is like and the cart is like the thing that has all the food on it and you bring we would we have to bring it back to the lunchroom in our school right but back and forth the dishes that the food is served in and and all that stuff you feel like a lunch lady (laughs) it's so funny because remembering (laughs) me saying to you are you sure it's okay to take the lunch cart are you sure like we had a joke about it but maybe well that's because after the conversation I think I was wiping. I was wiping down the table, and I think Rachel was like, "Do you want to take the car back, or should I?" And I you like remember. had a book in your hand or something, and we're like going over the rug. I'm like, "I guess I'll do it." Like, yes. and I snapped and kind of said it like in a mean way, and you were like, "No, like I'll take it back if you don't want to." And I was like, "No, it's fine." Like, you know, right. like I do remember <laughs> that. I remember like when the kids were on the rug, and both of us were cleaning, and yes. it, it would feel chaotic to me and I'd be like okay well maybe I'll just go read a book it happened another and I liked to like I want the room clean like I was like let's finish cleaning and the kids can be on the rug for a little bit and that's what it was and I felt this like wait they they're like getting crazy over there like let me go over there and and we'd always do a lot of like do you want me to go read the book or do you want to read the book? You want me to or you? Yeah. And we'd both be like, doesn't matter. No, it's fine. doesn't matter. Right. A but lot really of that. But we both, we, <laughs> we we both really wanted want to. to. Because yes. I think like that's another similarity we have is we're both really yeah. passionate about teaching. And we love kids. Right. And we love being up there and explaining things. And 
yeah. being the teacher. Like, it's really right. hard to share that role as a co-teacher, you right. know? like, And that's exactly what it was, is <clears throat> I think that you were, I got, that was the kind of the final where you were like, fine, I guess I will. And I was like, what just happened? Wait, okay. Wait right. she said she didn't care. I asked her. She said she didn't care, but she Wait, cares. So did you have to talk about it later then? Yes. Right? The, kids like, went to like, yeah, the kids went to a special. Got it. That was, I think there were, there were more than one, because I remember a few different times. Was that, that like, were really? Like, awkward moments for a long time? At recess, I remember. We were, like, standing <laughs> off to the side, like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I don't wait. remember that one. That's <laughs> okay. After the cart snap. So after the cart, there were a couple Was it, like, different... awkward for a while, or did you guys get together after you took my cart? And um, the kids wait, were remind gone? me about the recess thing. Was it I the remember same us day? being, I don't remember if it was oh. the same day, but there was, like, another time when we were building our, our Chicago buildings, and, oh, no. I think it was the rainforest animals, and it was also the same thing where, yes, you were still working with a group, and yes. I was, and I the, then the half the class <laughs> she was, was like, done. let's go over and read a book, and the well, kids were I helping like, clean, yes. and I was like, well, like they half, need to finish cleaning, like why snap? There <laughs> were like half the kids <laughs> were done. Is the snapper? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, and I think what happens is I half the kids were done, and like there were four groups, yeah. four groups of kids <laughs> working, and two groups were still working, and two groups were done, and kind of being squirrely on the rug. And I was like, well, maybe one of us should just like read to yeah. that to those guys, and, and then some were helping help. pick stuff up off yes, the ground, though. The, but it was the room water. was a little like chaotic, which like I'm okay. I think I was more okay with than you were. Like you yeah. liked there to be a little more like let's get them on the rug, oh. let's get them settled, right. and I'm okay with like a little bit more nutty. I mean, I'm not okay with nuttiness, but like maybe a yeah. little more. But yes, I remember that time. So that was so a, it was little things like that where I would start thinking like. Well, she's saying she doesn't care, but I think she cares. Right, right. But that time really I sure. didn't say I cared. Did I say I didn't care? No, because you called me over like, let's go read a yeah, book. And I was, was like, something. the room's not cleaned yet. I like, that's I said it like, I said it meanly. Because, and like, I was upset that you said it in front of the kids meanly. Like, I right. was like, whoa. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I'm like, the room isn't clean yet, though. Like, I yeah, said it yeah, like yeah. that. And I think it's because it's like, so you we have pissed. Yeah, but yeah. like, and like. There's paint everywhere. There's these freaking huge boxes. And I'm like... <laughs> right. And I know, was thinking like, like one teacher take a group and the right. other teacher can help clean as opposed to both teachers help clean and one teacher... Anyways, that's where the little yeah, things yeah. were coming from. That We weren't communicating. And I right. think we did a lot of like, no, no, no. Well, except this time. But like, no, no. Go ahead. It's yeah. fine. You can go yeah, yeah. calm the... And you didn't really mean it. Um, like... You really wanted to have instead of saying like actually like why don't you come over and you can clean up which I'd I would really have like heartbeat but right. I didn't know it was bothering you yeah. and, and so I'd be like what, right because you yeah. guys were trying to please yeah and um and then I think both of us I remember when we finally did talk when the kids were their special something that came up on both of our ends was we both were saying it feels like you're taking over more or mm-hmm. more airtime. Like you were... And we both thought that about each other. We both were thinking that. Mm-hmm. And so again, yeah. and I think like even for the remainder of our time working together and now with my new co-teacher, it's very, I think, very much like 50-50. Like even during our morning meeting, it's I'll talk about what the sharing is and you're going to talk about this and we go back and forth the whole time. It's very, very equal. But because of that conversation. I think so. Yeah. I think it made us aware of, wow, maybe mm-hmm. I am talking Because we more. both naturally also like to talk a lot, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. as you can see. I mean, like, that's, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. that's just we're both talkers. So, so what was the conversation? Like, how did that all play out? So the kids went to a special, um, and then, like, one of you approached the other I one and was like... I say, 
What's up? I'm not 100% sure if I asked you if you were upset with me or something. Like, I I can't remember. But I could tell you were upset with me. I don't know how it I remember out. one time, I think it was after the cart, and and I think I, I, one of the times I remember I'm saying, like, should we talk about what happened or something? I think I cried. Yeah, I think I cried too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we both cried. Yeah. And I think something else that came up, and I can't remember if this was during that time, is that... I, and in hindsight, I probably did do this, but I would do a lot of, you. I wonder if you remember this, but I would like, if I had to go to the bathroom, I'd be like, are you sure it's okay I go now? Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Because this, you know, it, I can always go later, or should I not bring the cart back now? And then at one point, you kind of snapped at me a little bit, and then I didn't know why you're upset, and then it came out that you felt like I didn't trust you with the kids by yourself. Because like, I, would I was like, to go to the oh bathroom. my gosh, yes. it is so not that at all. Yeah. It was more my own worries of of like leaving and feeling like it's not a good time and I for a while there you probably had been thinking that I and I never said anything because like I'd leave to go to the bathroom and I'd be like I gotta go and I'd leave no matter what was going on like I pee I pee like (laughs) I left and like she would say like okay I'm gonna go are you sure you can read a book you can like would kind of tell me like what I could do and I also like she's also like she said she has taught for 20 plus years I didn't see it that way but I can see why you thought that like in hindsight I can definitely see that but at the and I want I know what I did I was like I got it I, I said that. To I left. Sure. Like, oh These my are God. so like Jordan things. I got it. But the funny thing is, is like I'm not a mean person, but like I just like. But, but in that moment, okay, like this is where I struggle. Like I'm not gonna say like in that moment where there's kids in the classroom, Rachel. I feel like when you write the classroom, (laughs) you don't have a sense of trust in me that I can handle things. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, there isn't time in a teaching environment. It's so true. Kindergarten kids running around. Like, there's not that much time to say, Rachel, I feel like you're taking the kids over to the rug when they're still clean. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that it makes it okay for me to snap, but, like, there isn't a lot of time to have those conversations. You didn't have the tools to, like say what you needed to say in the way you needed to say it and then later maybe have the conversation because it's hard to know how to do it I feel like yeah and to have the time the The kids are always in the room you know like I remember after that I left the room and I was like oh my gosh what just happened she's so mad what did I went over like what did I do oh my gosh did I and I I I actually could not think that of at all the furthest thing from my mind is that I didn't trust you it was more like I'm so annoying that's what I was thinking like that is so annoying that I always check in again and so I think maybe that's the one where you had said something like you always you don't trust me this that and the other and I thought not even not even a little bit is that it but I can understand where you would think that in hindsight yeah definitely looks like that you know it looked like I didn't trust you but it wasn't that it's more my own not wanting to leave the classroom when I'm supposed yeah, to be yeah. in there and I should be going to the bathroom during breaks and this, and you know what I'm saying? So it was my own stuff. I could see exactly where she was thinking that when I looked back. I think what's nice though is this happened so early on in our working relationship and it only got better and better and better and better. And I think yeah. what happens when people don't have these conversations is it gets worse and worse. Yeah. If this had gone on, it would have been Horrible. a miserable year. Yeah. But it turned out to be incredible. And the next year, I mean, equally if not better. Right. Because there wasn't any of that misunderstanding. There wasn't any of that feeling. So that was our interview with Rachel and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed it. And now we'll play our interview with 
Jackie and Jenny, who are currently co-teachers. All right. Um, Jenny, how about you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Jenny Levine. Um, I am a teacher at Bernardsville Amshiama Day School in the nursery classroom. Uh, I am about to start my seventh year there. Um, and I'm actually an alum from there, too. So um, I've been there quite a while. <laughs> um, part of my blood. Um, I have a son, Joshua, who is ten and a half months old and the light of my life. And... Yeah, um, I am very close with my family. Um, they, except for my nephews and my sister and brother-in-law, um, we all live in Chicago, which is nice. And yeah, Perfect. That's about it. <laughs> Great. All right, Jackie, go for it. Hi, my name's Jackie Freitag. I am Jenny's co-teacher. Um, I've been teaching at Bernardzell for six years now, but this will be considered my seventh year. I took a year off um, to teach at a different school. And then I came running back to Bernardsville because it's just so great. <laughs> I have a two-and-a-half-year-old son, Hunter, who is amazing and exhausting all at the same time, every second of the day. But I love it. And my husband is the famous fireman, Chad. Um, and, yeah, I live in Chicago. Been here for a couple of years now. And just got back into yoga Whoa. getting back into this thing called self-care where you don't <laughs> just care about your son and you kind of go back and What's care about that? yourself so yeah <laughs> getting back into my yoga practice took the summer um to really just yeah get back to me and focus and all that um okay Jackie why don't you talk a little bit about like how you deal with conflict maybe how it worked growing up mm-hmm. or maybe how it works in your family so I was actually just thinking about um this and reflecting back so I think the way I deal with conflict now is very much like has been a work in progress with myself like as an adult probably for the last 10 years and I think the last probably three years I've really taken to a point to not be scared of conflict and to kind of just deal with it head-on and to be very sometimes blunt and just put everything on the table um I think with teaching especially with teaching three-year-olds become very much um learning about feelings and you know just everything about talking about our feelings and really being an active listener for our kids and in turn I've actually also tried to do that with myself and you know my relationships other than just the relationships in the classroom with the kids Um, But then growing up, I don't think I was always like that. Growing up, I was very, very shy. And I see a lot of um, personality and like the same temperament that my son has that I had to. Very shy, very cautious, was not, hated being the center of attention and still do. Like Mm -hmm. was not one of those people just to walk up to anyone. And so I was probably, I shied away from conflict and anything like that. I didn't like it, made me feel uncomfortable probably. And... I wouldn't speak up for myself or I don't think I would speak up. I wasn't that kid who would like stand up for himself or stand up for others. I was just quiet and timid. And I think it wasn't until maybe high school where I started to get like a little, well, I think I went through a rebellion phase and that (laughs) gave me a little kind of um, more of a backbone to stand up to things like this. And I think as an adult, I've kind of just developed into that person where I do speak up and I do, you know, speak my mind and kind of you know say things and bring things out there 
it was really it's I feel like it's really hard to have a conflict at least for me with somebody that I know is not like bound to me like yeah. a family member yeah. because I want you want people you trust. to like you yeah. and you want like everything to work out and so it's hard to like speak your mind sometimes yeah um but yeah how about Jenny uh what do you think um so my parents were really different in the way that they handled conflict my mom was um, a lot more soft-spoken and would do it in such a way that you didn't even know you were having a conflict with her. <laughs> um, like, she was really good at that. She's and smooth. Yeah, she was very smooth. <laughs> um, and my dad was always the guy who was quick to anger and, um, and then he would calm down, you know, like an hour later. But, you know, having a conflict with him was, as a child, it was anxiety-provoking for me. Um, cause you know, he would yell and, mm. and it would really, um, give me that anxiety so that I didn't want to have that conflict with him. So I, and I still have this today, like had to be the goody two shoes. Um, so, um, I think that the way that I deal with conflict is actually probably a combination of my mom and my dad, or it used to be, and I'm trying to work on that. Um, like, I know that I am also quick to anger. Unfortunately, both sides of my family, we got some good uh, Russian blood going through us. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit. And, uh, you know, so I know that I'm really trying to realize that a confrontation isn't necessarily an attack on me as a person. It's more something that I can work on to be a better person or be better at my job or be a better mother or friend or whatever it is. And so it's taken me years of therapy <laughs> and and also conflict with other people like Jackie or my other co-teachers um, and my family as well so that I can get to that place where I can start to work through it and realize that it's not an attack. And it does still take me, and, you know, I'll tell this to people too, um, you know, it takes me sometimes a day, sometimes an hour, but to kind of hear what the people have said and kind of go through it in my own head, and then I'm able to talk about it a lot more calmly. So sometimes I say to them, you know, whoever I'm having that conversation with, I need to digest this, can we talk later? Um, because I don't want to be that person who's quick to jump down your throat or quick to, well, that's not me, it's you. You know, I don't yeah. want to be that person. Um, and also, I think since, you know, being pregnant and then having my son, I don't want him to feel that. I don't want him to feel anger. I don't want him to feel anxiety over stuff like that. I want him to realize that it's okay to say, I don't know how to do this or I need help or, you know, listen to somebody say, oh, you know, maybe you can try it this way. I want him to hear that and not realize that's a bad thing, that it's a good thing. And if I'm going to teach that to him, I need to do that too. Totally. Um, and I want that for the kids at school as well. Like, and I think since having a child, it's become so much more apparent to me that what I used to hang on to and what I used to internalize would come out in my actions, would come out in my tone of voice. And I don't want him or the kids at school to feel that. I want them to get the best of me so that they're at their best. 
Yeah. Um, so really, I think that that's made a big shift in my way of thinking. Oh, that's awesome. It's like a real skill that you have to be able to say, like, I need some mm-hmm. time. Like, I need, yes. you know, an hour, I need a day. Mm-hmm. Because that's like a very hard thing for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. I, think, I, don't, I don't know if I could do that. No. Because <laughs> I'd be in the moment, I feel. I think Jenny is like great at that. I think that's definitely, you know, a skill and a quality that you have to develop it. And mm-hmm. I think, and that's a part of, I think, active listening. And she knows that yeah. for her to and process things, yes, yeah. she needs like to take a moment. And also, I think it's like to get out of the environment because in the heat of things, mm-hmm. whether you realize or not, there's like that anxiety or that like fury mm-hmm. going around us and so sh- heightened I, emotions yes that heightened emotion that we're even if we took a break in the same classroom you still feel that those emotions so like every time you know Jenny and I did have you know a heated discussion whatever it was you know conflict she was always I think you were probably always the one where like hey I need a minute or like let's take a break we'll talk about this later and I'd be like you're right yes <laughs> and it's like even just that simple pause yeah. like that's the pause that we all like work towards instead yeah. of reacting because that's what it is you react but it's like letting the dust settle but to be able to actually say that and stop yourself because you do you're like you can't help it like mm-hmm. those emotions are going to erupt out when so. you want it solved I, I would want it solved I'd be like okay let's figure this out yes <laughs> but yeah. when she does it I'm able to be like yeah. you're right yes and we just <laughs> and to Jackie's credit like I think we've also gotten to the point where we do know that about each other. And I think like throughout this year, for the first time being co-teachers on our own together, um, you know, we've gotten to the point where when we do start to have those conflicts, we kind of both start to go on our separate and say, I need a minute. Like this isn't the time or the place. You guys did not, it seems, ignore like, the fact that sometimes this stuff happens mm-hmm. and you like dealt with it head on. So Jenny and I, so at our school, we have two three-year-old classrooms that are separate, but we kind of mesh and flow together throughout the year, but still separate. And so Jenny and I, for a few years, taught, were lead teachers in the separate classrooms. So we were still all co-teachers, but we didn't necessarily teach together co-teachers on a daily basis. We we're still separate. So I think we developed our relationship that way mm-hmm. as well from the beginning. And a lot of times we were um, sounding boards. like sounding boards for one another. And so like, you know, Jenny would vent to me, I would vent to her because as, na- you know, naturally like when you work with a co-teacher or just working with other people, you get annoyed, you, you're living mm-hmm. with each other, you know, nine yes. months out of the year all day. And so we, we had that relationship where we were sound boards. And then fast forward to last year, all of a sudden, Jenny and I were becoming co-teachers in the same classroom. So there is a shift, and I knew it going on, like into it that there is going to be a shift in the dynamics of the relationship because now it's like, wait, we can't be soundboards mm-hmm. for each other. And just knowing that, like, okay, now things are going to have to. There's just going to be a shift in dynamics, and how are we going to navigate that? And then, you know, I think also thrown into there, Jenny was pregnant. She was going to go on maternity leave and be gone for, you know those weeks out of the school year so there was just a lot I think going into it and I think initially we didn't I think we had good conversation like at the beginning of the school year but it was so short it was only a couple weeks and Jenny had Joshua and then was gone for 10 weeks and then she came back and it was you know a lot of um I think like Jenny was just observing how everything like how you know the run of the classroom the kids this and that 
And so I don't think really the conversation started to come up until mid-year, mm-hmm. like till January. So it was ready, and that's because we were just kind of getting settled. And we we're trying to find like our groove again mm-hmm. and figure out, you know, how does that play into and, it. And I was trying to find out, figure out the classroom, the kids, yeah. you, your teaching style, our, our associate teacher, Jory, who was another co-teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was hard to come back as much as, you know, I was there for the first three and a half weeks of the school year, I mean, let's face it, when you're nine months pregnant, your brain is totally somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and also the kids are very different at the beginning of the school year versus, you know, a third of the way in, mm-hmm. half the way in, so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, but I will say what was nice is when I did come back, Jackie did say to me, you know, why don't you observe a little like get to know the kids get to know the classroom like she gave me that kind of comfort level so so that I could develop that comfort level Mm -hmm. um, which was really helpful to me and then um, I think kind of our first big discussion which of course Mm -hmm. I don't think Jackie remembers very well (laughs) (laughs) Um, did you block it out (laughs) I Uh, I mean looking back now definitely I I think I took that back seat and saw how Jackie and Jory were kind of grooving together. And then when I came back and did start to get my sea legs, Jory kind of went back to her associate position, which I understand. But then I also stayed back a little bit. Mm. And I think that's kind of where our first conversation mm-hmm. came in, where Jory, or Jackie said to me, you know, I need you to step up. Like, I need you to follow through with your ideas. I need you to, you know, deal more with the kids, like do more circle time or morning meeting or, you know, have those plans, like put stuff out on the tables and, and follow through with that. And, and, and that is something that I work with a lot too, is I might have the ideas, but follow through. And so, and it's never easy for me to hear those, you know, this is what you need to work on. Um, so it took me a while. And and I, I think I said something to Jackie, too, that kind of upset her, which was that sometimes mm-hmm. when she says certain things to me in the moment, she might be a little too blunt. Did you appreciate that or not appreciate that? Because she wasn't no, blunt about it. But in I, the moment, sometimes I might yeah. just be like... Like, with the kids, sometimes she would, like, no, I got it, or leave it, you know, like, she would kind of wave me away, which made me feel um, a little helpless, and, like, she didn't value me as the teacher, and I don't think the way that I verbalized that to her was the best, because then she came back to me, like, a month later and was like, well, I don't feel like I can tell you anything because you told me I'm too blunt, Mm -hmm. and I said, well, that's Mm -hmm. not what I want you to feel, like, that, Mm -hmm. that actually really upset me that that's how she felt, because that's not what I meant, what I meant was, you know, it's, it's hard when you're in the moment, when you're dealing with a kid who's having a tantrum, when that's happening, mm-hmm. to verbalize what needs to be done. And for me, that's when I need to step back and say, okay, we need to talk about this further. Because if there's something that Jackie's seeing happening with another kid or she thinks that she might have a better way of dealing with mm-hmm. it, that's great. But then talk to me about it afterwards too mm-hmm. so that you know the next time we can navigate it differently like i th- i think that's kind of where we had to get to that point where it was okay i see you're coming in and instead of me 
clenching my fists and, you know, walking away annoyed because that happened another time. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> my memories. Um, and this is why we work well together because mm-hmm. I actually do remember that <laughs> stuff. Um, uh, but instead of that happening, saying, you know, in the moment, like, I think I have an idea, let me try, and then we'll talk about it later. And we did get to that point where, you know, then I could say, or she could say, do you need help? And I could say, no, Mm -hmm. I think I'm good. Or I would say that to her, no, I think I'm good. And we developed that language with one another, like that quick, you good, shorthand that we could get to without stepping on one another's toes because of those difficult conversations, Mm -hmm. because we could say to one another, I think I have an idea. I'm going to try it. We'll talk about it later. You know, it took us a while to get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it has gotten to that. Yeah. I think there was, and we were just talking about this in the car on the way here too, like a lot of buildup. Like it's always, whenever you do have a difficult conversation or like um, a conflict, you know, with whoever, and it usually is with someone you're close with, you know, mm-hmm. a spouse, a uh, best friend, a friend, a co-teacher, you know, a partner, whatever it is, and it's there's usually buildup along with it. That's mm-hmm. the baggage, our own personal baggage that we bring and mm-hmm. stuff that you're holding on to, and I was telling Jenny, like, there's, you know, whatever comment she made that kind of, like, I held on to that because I was like, oh, now I, okay, so now I can't be honest with her, or now I can't tell her, now I'm tiptoeing on how I say it, when I say it, this and that, because I don't want to hurt her but in the moment I held on to that for like a good month and and then I was and then I was getting frustrated Mm -hmm. because I was like okay like I need you to do this but I can't tell you that because I don't and so instead of holding on to that if I could have just been like okay so and and ask her because what it comes down to is like communication Mm -hmm. like the way I communicate is not how Jenny might communicate or the way I say things is not necessarily how like I say a but she's hearing b and Mm -hmm. it's offending her or she says this and I'm like oh I just need her to do this so it's even even though I'm blunt and I could be very blunt but she might not take it that way you know like my outgoing message isn't necessarily her ingoing message yeah so even though we we think we're good at communicating, you know, the wires still get crossed sometimes. And so I think it took, so as this was going on, I think with Jenny, so Jenny was gone on maternity leave and then she came back and, you know, she was observing how things were and going. And I, looking back, I was still on like, go, 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 go mode, like mm-hmm. controlling the classroom, doing everything. And I think I didn't realize that I was just in that routine and we kind of fell into um, certain roles. roles in the classroom where I was mm-hmm. doing everything. And then, I mean, and I was like, oh, I don't mind this. This is fine. But then after a while, I was like, okay, I don't want to do everything. Yeah. But then it was like, yeah. well, I was giving Jenny the opportunity to sit back and kind of just observe so she could see. But then, you know, saying like, okay, now I need you to step it up. But then even though I had that conversation, I and. And looking back, I don't think I told you, like, this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of it, I didn't say how Like, you I was were overwhelmed feeling. and you never yeah. Yeah. Yes, like, I was I never got the full words yeah. out. Yeah, and I was getting, like, and I, and I started to get frustrated. Like, okay, like, this was fun for the good half of the year where I was setting everything up this now, but now I'm losing steam, you know? Yeah. I'm, like, getting a little burnt out and losing steam and whatever else. But I don't think I relayed that message. I just said, Jenny, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. But I wonder right. if it would have been different if I would have been like, Jenny, I'm losing steam. Like, 
I'm yeah. getting burnt out. I'm feeling this. I'm so feeling that. I kind of preface the conversation with, I'm overwhelmed. I'm feeling like Those eyes like, yes. yeah, like, I feel like this, mm-hmm. and I would, you know, need you to or love you to mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. help in this way. Right. I also just mm-hmm. think it was cool that, I, it's interesting that you gave the space to, like, have Jenny step back, and, and I mm-hmm. think that that's awesome, um, because it might be overwhelming to come and be like, oh, I'm yeah. the lead teacher now. Yeah again and I think it's awesome to have the space so that you can do those like kind of getting to know you and like observing things and then Jackie isn't thinking like what is Jenny doing Mm -hmm. um but then at the same time it sounds like you didn't make the shift in your brain Mm -hmm. fully and Mm -hmm. and and then you also weren't communicating like after a while like okay and now I need Mm -hmm. and now I'm feeling very like ready Mm -hmm. to like go back to like more of a partnership or whatever um so i think that it's like interesting how much intention it seems like you guys mm-hmm. had and also like so still some like um like searching you guys had to do for i guess understanding how you were feeling mm-hmm. yeah totally i mean i think it's still even a work in progress i think mm-hmm. how we ended the year like definitely stronger than how we started which it should be but even, like, any relationship, like, I compare it sometimes to, like, my relationship with Chad and stuff. And I'm like, I bring it back to Chad, yes. Yeah. Because even then, it's, like, an, you know, you're actively working on it. And I think that's our thing, too. Like, sometimes that communication key, but also just figuring out how the other one communicates and stuff is important. Totally. Because you're not going to get anywhere. So, like, yeah. when Jenny's able to be, like, okay, tell me how you're feeling, and then she's like, okay, I just need a, a day or a minute to process this and stuff, and, and stuff. That is so crucial to be like, okay, and then we come back to it, and it's like, oh, yes, she got it, you know? And then yeah. you go back and forth instead yeah. of, like, in the moment, right. going back and forth. Like and heated never, and, yeah. Feeling like taking it personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I think, like, the I think us constantly working on communicating and stuff and, like, communicating our feelings and you know, in a non-attacking way and everything in a constructive way is what really helps, um, like, our conversations go and, like, keeps us continuing forward, you know, to build a relationship. You're always learning about each other. Like, you can never... I don't think you should ever feel like you're at a point where there's nothing more you need to learn about that person. And there's never a point where you shouldn't communicate and tell your feelings and try to grow and I think that that's a huge thing as a teacher to be able to teach the kids and and that there's always something to learn yeah I think it sounds like you guys have had many conversations as opposed to just one difficult conversation Mm -hmm. which I think um is great when you're talking about like the idea of getting used to having the conversations Mm -hmm. because I do think even if say you do have one conversation that's really helpful I still think um people like shy away from them mm-hmm. even in afterwards so I think mm-hmm. it's great that you guys are like open to doing it yeah, the more you practice the better you get mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I feel like we need Very more true. <laughs> <laughs> I so that's our show if you would like to learn more about these amazing teachers or anything else we talked about in today's episode you can head over to www thereflectiveteacherpodcast.com. That's our website, and on it we post show notes for each episode and resources so you can learn more about each topic we discuss. While you're there, make sure you subscribe to our mailing list so you can stay up to date on all things Reflective Teacher Podcast. 
You can also follow us on Instagram at the Reflective Teacher Podcast or find us on Facebook under the same name. Thanks for listening.